Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Penn State basketball continues to fight. They've put up some really impressive performances this year, but can they get off the roller coaster? Can they put together some wins and make it a no doubter that this team can get into the NCAA tournament? That's what we're discussing today because that's what they discussed uh, yesterday during a press conference. Nate Bauer, who was there, who was at the game on Sunday, he's going to break it all down for you on the Blue White Illustrated Hoops Show. This time, the pleasantries to start the show our 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 first time we've been talking today very busy day today here uh for blue white illustrated this is the hoop show we're coming to you on a tuesday i i promise you at some point we're gonna get a good schedule and you will know when things are happening what we're doing right now by the way for anyone that that cares to know and that wants to know when the hoop show is coming up and the show schedule in general bluewhiteillustrated.com each week usually on Tuesday after we've done the show I put out the show schedule for the week once we figured things out if I've gotten some interviews for the week however everything shakes out uh, so you can check out the blue white illustrated message board where I put up the weekly schedule that's the best place right now to know when the hoops podcast is coming but today we had to get this one done early because Penn State shellacked smacked beat up Michigan at home in front of a crowd and that's where we're going to start today so Nate what were your impressions of the game also hi yeah. Hello. 
Hi, it's good to see you as always. And yeah, you know what the best schedule is for a hoops podcast? Anytime, anytime <laughs> that there's things to talk about. Uh, so yeah, now uh, Penn State really took it to Michigan over the weekend on Sunday afternoon. And really, I think the important part of it for Penn State is the fact that it, it was not a wire to wire crushing, right? Penn State had the lead throughout, but it was mm-hmm. a one point lead for uh, kind of a back and forth most of the first half until they got to the last really five minutes of the first half. Penn State just went nuts, right? They had 18 straight points. It was an 18 0 yep. run for Penn State. Uh, and so what Michigan had going, which was Jet Howard coming off of a, a bum ankle, really Juwan Howard said that he shouldn't even, he should not have even played. Howard was really the only thing going for Michigan. So Penn State defensively was doing well, just took some uh, tough shots that, that, you know, went in. Uh, but yeah, Penn, Penn State was able to kind of take that, withstand that pressure from Jet Howard alone. They were able to shut down Hunter Dickinson and go on this 18 to nothing run that is, uh, you know, this team can get hot. We've known that, but an 18 to yeah. nothing run. And then to be able to to convert that into a second half start that extended upon it was was kind of a a, a big storyline and a big achievement for this Penn State team this season. Yeah, that was uh, you mentioned the the shooting when you've got Mikey Hen out there draining threes, you know you're in the pocket for for a game, <laughs> and and the and the second half, it was everything we've talked about this year of of issues coming out of halftime. Penn yep. State played. Um, Great. One of the things that I know that they talked about on the halftime show and that I noticed as well, and I want to get your opinion on this, was the flow of the first half. Again, less fouls, more ball movement. It seemed like it was it was a Penn State dictated type of game in terms of uh, the flow of the game, ball movement, and not so much stop and start. D- did you get that sense? And how do you think that played out? Yeah, Michigan Michigan didn't take Penn State out of what it wanted to do, which is the recurring theme for uh, opponents that have had success against Penn State, right? Is they defend the like those opponents defend the perimeter so aggressively, so physically that Penn State's not able to withstand it. And so as as opposed to that, Michigan Michigan really had no answers for what Penn State wanted to do. I thought that it was purposeful for Penn State to try to get into the paint early. Penn State had a 16 to 8 advantage in paint points in the first half. That's not typical uh, for this yeah. team, right? So so Penn State really made uh, an emphasis on driving to the basket, getting Pickett his post-ups. Yeah. But then also parlayed that, right? Uh yes, it was an 18 to nothing run at the end of the a half. That was based entirely on three-point shooting, save for Andrew Funk's N1 at the end, like the very last three points that they had. So they made five three-pointers in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and so, and a couple of them, Juwan Howard talked about it afterwards, like, you know, shooter's role, uh, to put it lightly. Just shots that, that went in that... Especially the one that bounced expect. four times and then went in. Yeah, yeah. So, But, you know, look. It, this is a team that shoots well at the Bryce Jordan Center. We'll get into that in a minute, but yeah, uh, for it to for it to for Penn State to play well at the Bryce Jordan Center really isn't a surprise this season. There's ample evidence of it. Yeah. Um, it, it just so happened that Michigan was a team already. Uh, I would describe as ripe for packing it in, 
and they did right they like once they got yeah. down that was that was kind of it would you call that a complete game from Penn State would you say that that was because you mentioned and I think you make a great point even in the second half when they were going on this run it wasn't just three pointers they were getting into the paint they were able to make some plays uh, near the cup and they got a couple calls too so uh, you know not that we want to revisit that particular part again but <laughs> it, do you feel like that was a complete game for Penn State yeah, I, I did. I thought, I thought, except for, and this is maybe more interesting to me than it will be other people. Pet, Michael Shrewsbury kept the starters in for almost the duration of the game. I mean, the, the he brought in a line change. I would say with a minute thirty to play, and at that point, it was probably a twenty-two point game, a twenty-four point game, something something like that. But they didn't actually get in for a stoppage until the last twenty-nine seconds. So he kept the starters in and really made an emphasis. He talked about it afterwards of, hey, keep, keep playing, right? Get this experience, get, keep playing, finish this off. And I think that they didn't. <laughs> Michigan, that, yeah. Michigan had some things, got, had things some, got a little loose in the final five minutes. Yeah, I think that is a, an appropriate way to describe it. Just turnovers that were uncharacteristic and um, empty possessions down the floor. You, you yeah. name it. And, and points allowed to really the deepest parts of Michigan's bench, right? Howard went to his bench and and Micah Shrewsbury did not. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, other than that, um, which is a very, very small gripe given the, the circumstances and how much Penn State needed to win that game, it was very much a complete effort. This is the Blue White Illustrated Hoops Show. I'm Thomas Frankar, Nate Bauer. Uh, we're bringing you the information, recapping the game against Michigan. And, of course, we're going to preview the game with number one Purdue coming up tomorrow. So make sure you help us out here if you're watching on the YouTube channel. Like the video. We're still trying to grow this particular show. And if you want to subscribe to Blue White Illustrated here on YouTube, make sure that you hit notifications. Uh, this show goes just... A thing for people on YouTube, we put this one on the basketball playlist. We don't put that on the BWI Daily Edition, so you might miss it if you're looking for it there. So make sure you're looking in the right spots for the Hoop Show. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast version, I love you. Thank you for supporting the show. Please continue to do so. Make sure you like, uh, give the, the review, all that great stuff. And, of course, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Penn State basketball, that they're good this year, that even if they aren't, even if they don't make the tournament, this is a good team, and this is a fun team to watch. So spread the message. That helps us out. Nate, uh, I want to ask you one thing that kind of goes off of that particular conversation, which is how was the environment? You know, we talked a lot about that, of this was an important game for Penn State to win, to show well on television, to entice fans and say, hey, it's worth coming to State College on your Sunday. How do you think that all turned out? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Like it would seem like a good environment. I wouldn't call that like electric. You're just watching on television from my couch, it just did. It seemed like there were people there, but it wasn't necessarily what you're talking about when building a home court advantage. Is that is that fair from the outside looking in? Yeah, I. So I'm I'm cognizant of a couple of things. Um, the, the first that I'll say is, do you, do you see how I'm sitting here, arms folded, and we're having a nice, normal conversation Yeah. Uh, in terms of volume. Yeah. Anybody that was in that stadium for the first 30 minutes of that game could do the exact same thing to the person sitting next to them. They sat there kind of just like this, and, hey, what do you think of that shot? That was, that was okay. <laughs> that was a good shot. 
right? Uh, it, yeah. it, it took really until they got to kind of the halftime buzzer for anyone to stand up, for anyone to actually have an audible clap. I, I just, I think You're there's talking a balance. About non, non-fans or non, non-students, right? Non-students in this Correct. conversation. Okay. Correct, but student, students are only going to make up 20% of the crowd, maybe. Right, but right? those are the I guys, mean, you... th- those are the people that are primarily on television. And for people that watch at home, I think it's important to make that distinction of just off camera, there's a lot of people sitting in seats like you just described. I, I'm just, I'm wary of hammering it too hard. I, I just right. think that there are certain battles that, um, that Micah Shrewsbury is trying to fight, but also understands, look, anybody who's coming out, that's, that's a positive. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday it was reported at 12,000 plus 12,047, something to that effect. Uh, it's, but that's not, that's not his real point. If you, if you read between the lines of what he's like, he's begging for, Hey, get up, mm-hmm. like, get, stand up. Uh, be active, be loud, do, do those different things. And, and so by the end of the game, I thought it got there. It got to a better place where there was more energy, more environment. But if you're not rocking during an 18 to nothing run where you're like curb stomping an opponent yeah. that has really had success against you in the past, like, you know, it, it's just especially it's, Michigan. Like, it doesn't Michigan. matter the sport. Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah. No, for yeah. sure, for sure. And so it, 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 look, it is what it is. Uh, but I think something that, as they continue to win, there will be more opportunities. Penn State plays next at home on February eighth, uh, for a weeknight game against Wisconsin. But it's later; it's like an eight thirty start. You know, so just we'll see, right? We'll yeah. we'll see if that uh, if that if they can create those similar or same environments or or improve upon those environments based on the people that they get into the stands. But yeah, it's, you know, it, it's just, uh, it is kind of what it is at this point. It, yeah. And you, you make it, you, you make a good point. The reason I wanted to ask about it is because we, we did talk, we've talked about it a couple times this year and I wanted to follow up kind yep. of not an autopsy, but you know, just a check in of, Hey, how did that go when it was, I think the ideal script, the ideal game script for what could happen to get that excitement. So that's that's uh, that's a good report, and we'll uh, I'll be asking for those as we continue to go through the basketball season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Better, Other word, better, uh, <laughs> better. Right? I'm just Baby trying steps. to get to the next thing on the rundown, truthfully. So let's get to the next <laughs> thing on the rundown, which is uh, you beat Illinois, you come back yep. and you struggle. You uh, play so poorly on the road against Rutgers, and then you play so well at home against Michigan. This yeah. team, I think they've proven, like I said already, they are a talented team. They can do a lot of really good things. It's getting them the same team to show up each week. And I know this is something you talked about uh, and, and kind of was the conversation yesterday at the uh, media availability. So why don't you kind of tell us and walk us through how everyone addressed this particular topic at that. Yeah, it's just it's just been a roller coaster of a season. I don't think that I think it is appropriate to acknowledge how difficult the schedule has been in terms of creating consistency for this Penn State team, right? Uh, beating Iowa on New Year's Day that's a that's a winnable game. They're at home. That's a winnable game. At Michigan is a harder game. That's right. And so you you win, you lose. You lose to Purdue, and that really at that point backs against the wall. Come back and beat. Indiana, then go to Wisconsin, a place where they've never won, lose, return again for a home game, backs against the wall, beat Nebraska, 
right? So you just, you've had this wild swing from game to game and multiple at this point, I would call them three or four moments of, Hey, these are, I, it's so cliche, like must win games is something that I hate to say, but they are, they're must win games for this team to get to where they want to go. And they've passed all of those tests, right? They beat Indiana. They beat Nebraska. They beat Michigan. Now they have to go on the road and play the number one team in the country. So establishing momentum, establishing any type of building like a crescendo of success has been really, really challenging for this group. And Andrew Funk talked about it a little bit and some of the frustrations attached to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to be honest with you. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll win a game like yesterday, and we'll think we're on top of the world. And you know, you'll lose a game the game before that, and you'll think the world's over. Um, so I think that's kind of where being seniors comes in. It's like we've played these seasons before, where yeah, guess what? We might not win every game. We're not gonna lose every game either. And uh, and I think it, it even goes a step further in the Big Ten too, just acknowledging how tough this league is. Um, if you, even if you just look at the standings, just how bunched up everything is. Uh, so I think, like you said, mitigating that, you know, Miles' favorite thing is never too high, never too low. And I think that, you know, kind of carries forward for, for our whole team and making sure that message is received and, you know, by, by the freshmen as well as, uh, you know, we lose a game, it's not the end of the world, but guess what? If we win a game, we got to come back and play the same way the next one. So I think that's kind of been our message to, to our whole team so far. And, and that showed up, you know, uh, pretty clearly in what you just ran down of how things have gone. So how do they, how do they get that? How do they bottle yeah. that and take it on the well, road and, and be well, not this team for the rest of the, the schedule? I mean, let's, let's dive right into why it is right. Uh, it, it is not, I don't think it is necessarily a black and white. This team doesn't play well on the road. It's this team doesn't shoot well outside of the Bryce Jordan Center. If you look at the games that they've played since the start of the new year, it is a really dramatic difference between the games that they've won, the games, well, first of all, like flatly, games that they've won, uh, Iowa, Indiana, Nebraska, and now Michigan. So four games that they've had at the Bryce Jordan Center and the four games, Purdue, Wisconsin, uh, and Rutgers, and Michigan that they've had outside of the Bryce Jordan Center, right? So the Purdue game counting at the Palestra. The numbers are stark. <laughs> they have made, I ran them yesterday. They have ran, they've, they've made 120 of 226. So 53.1% from the floor and 46.3% from three at the Bryce Jordan Center. 51 of 110, like 46% really from good. three will win you a lot of games. Yeah. Okay. Now take it outside of the Bryce Jordan Center. 92 of 223 shots, 40.8%, which is, it's not horrible, but that's not good. It's 10% lower. Temp, it's it, 13% lower. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 12, 12%, they're shooting 12% worse on the road from the floor. And from three, it's 29 of 96, which is 30.2%. So they are shooting 16% lower from yeah. three on the road. That's that's it. And if and if you look at a lot of these games, I, I know that Rutgers ended up being a 20 point loss for Penn State, but a lot of these games have been possession or two games, right? So at Michigan was a possession game with two or three minutes to play. At Wisconsin was a three point game. It finished as a three point game, but it was a tie yeah. game going into the home stretch. 
And uh, at Rutgers was a, what, a three-point game with maybe six or seven minutes to play. So, like, they, they've had, they've been in games, and if those shooting numbers are even meet in the middle, <laughs> right? Like, so instead of yeah. being 13 points worse in shooting, be seven points worse. Those are, those are wins. Those are wins for Penn state. So being able to figure that out, to, you, you expect to shoot worse on the road. That's, that is a part of the game. Everybody anticipates that, but it is just something where they've got to figure it out. And as Andrew Funk said yesterday, uh, they're short, they're short on answers, but they are high on solutions, like things that they think will be able to, to help remedy it. Yeah, I, I wish I had that answer too, because I wish we would shoot, you know, whatever we do at home. But um, I think it's uh, a little bit about uh, keeping routines the same. Uh, obviously, things change on the road, uh, you know, with um, staying at hotels, your shoot around times, whatever. Um, so I think that has a big part of it. And, um, you know, I think uh, another part of it is, is creating the good shots. I think we play, we've played really good offense at home in general. And I think that plays a big part in it, just making shots. Um, so I think, you know, us being seniors, stepping up, making sure that our, you know, heads are on the right way when we play on the road, when things go a little sideways and, um, you know, making sure we're getting the great shots. And then I think whether we're at home or on the road, if we get high quality looks, we're going to make a, a decent clip of them. So one thing I want to point out uh, that I think is interesting, and this is this is true now everywhere, is like transfers don't create true seniors in a lot of ways. You You, you think about it part about being a senior is not just that you're a veteran, but you've been to a couple of these places more than one time. You've been on the road. You've seen what it's like at Michigan. Andrew yep. Funk's never been to Michigan, right? Like even Jalen Pickett is in his second year of being at all these away venues. So there's a good portion of this offense that hasn't ever been on the road. They don't have that veteran familiarity. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's an excellent point. I, I do. Um, and and Andrew Funk has been a big part of it. He he is a huge reason why they've had a ton of success at home, and he's also a, a big reason in some of his sh- shooting performances on the road why they've why they've come up short. So, but it's not like a guy like that doesn't know the deal, right? He he's played in away venues. They may not be to the level of a Big Ten venue, but he's he's had those experiences, and I yeah. think. What I dialed in on from what he said yesterday was talking about routines and, you know, just kind of talking to people in the program. What I've gathered is they are really, really trying to like it's a thing at this point. Okay, you're halfway through the Big Ten season. This is a thing. It's gone from maybe, oh, like once or twice is is fine. But now it's a thing. Okay, They, they haven't had success on the road and shooting has been a big part of it. And so I think what they're really trying to do now is simulate as much of the home game experience as you possibly can. And that might sound stupid in terms of like, no, you can't shoot on your same rims. You're, you're not sleeping in your own bed, all of those things that he mentioned. But what you can do is try to have the exact same pregame routine, whatever it is, right? When you eat, when you meet, when you shoot before the game, how long you shoot, the types of shots that you take, all of those things, if you can try to replicate the experience of preparing and playing in a game as much as you possibly can, it's it's a possibility that that will lead to so, some dividends for this team. And I, I mean, yeah, it's the psychology it, of it, right? It's the psychology 
of sport where it, the the batter has to take the same steps every time in the batter's box. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, no, no question. And so they they are going to give that a go, and it matters quite a bit because six of the last ten in the regular season for this team are away from the Bryce Jordan Center, and it's actually seven when you count at least one game uh, in the Big Ten tournament, right? Yeah. And so th- this this team has. Ha- I don't know how, like, I don't want to spend time addressing bubble and all that stuff. That's for other shows as they get closer to it. But mm-hmm. if they're a bubble team right now and we're projecting five wins, five of 10, five wins out of the last 10 as being necessary to get into the tournament or to feel good as though it's a, it's an automatic type situation. They're going to have to win one on the road. Yeah. <laughs> one of these games is going to have to be a win for Penn State. And when you run through the schedule of their remaining road games, these are the records that they are remaining road, the remaining road game home record. Right. <laughs> for these the, teams. Is, the opponent, their record at home. Correct. Purdue is 10 and one at home is, I mean, they're, they're the best team in the country. So yeah. That is what it is. If Penn State beats Purdue on the road, uh, you know, uh, hang a banner from the rafters uh, because <laughs> that's a quad one A win. Correct. <laughs> uh, at Nebraska, Nebraska is not a great team. Penn State beat them a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. is seven and three at home. Maryland is a team. Like a bunch of these teams are kind of packed and condensed in the middle of the Big mm-hmm. Ten with Penn State, including Maryland. Well, guess what? Maryland's eleven and one at home this season. Minnesota is the one that Penn State has to win on the road, has to happen. Minnesota's yep. five and seven at home this season. Ohio State has not had a great year in the Big Ten this season, but they're eight and two at home. And it's been that's always been a very challenging place for Penn State. And Northwestern, who is, you know, kind of sitting there at two or three in the top of the Big Ten standings, surprise, surprise, a big part of that is the fact that they're 10 and three at home. So some of these Penn numbers State are has- shocking. Like I did not <laughs> realize some of these numbers. That's impressive. Yeah, so Penn State Penn State has a very very challenging road ahead. They're they're more attainable wins I think for Penn State, mm-hmm. but it's it's still going to demand at least one win on the road for a team that just ha- has struggled. This yeah. is a Penn State team that has not played its best basketball. You can you can account for and Mike Shrewsbury talked about it on Monday. You can say okay, well. Penn State just really does shoot it very, very well and plays very, very well at home. That's fine. It, you you can account for that and say, okay, these these numbers are somewhat inflated. But also, there's the flip side of it is okay. They've got to be better than what they are on the road. Mm-hmm. These have not been their best performances or anything resembling their best performances based on what they've proven that they're capable of doing. So it's a it's a big it's a big thing that they they've got to be able to address and try to fix moving forward. So this this is the Penn State BWI hoops show, and we are talking about Penn State coming off of an incredibly fun win over Michigan and looming in front of this, as you just mentioned, the first one up on that road <sighs> trip is the number one team in the nation, yep. 10 and one at home, the Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, that's coming up tomorrow. So what's your read on this particular game? Yeah, I think um, it, it's hard, right? It's it, this is going to be a real challenge. I think the 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 quote that I sent you and that you'll play here, um, kind of to, to close us out of Andrew Funk, is appropriate. It's 
the fact that this is a Penn State team that has to play with nothing to lose because they don't have anything to lose. Nobody's expecting them to win this game. Nobody's expecting them um, really to even lose a close game. <laughs> it, is, yeah. it is going to be projected to be a blowout in Purdue's favor, and Purdue has every reason for that in Zach Eady. Zach Eady is just a, a total monster on the basketball court. He's a huge human being, but also a very skilled human being. I mean, that's that's the thing that kind of gets lost in the equation is, yeah, he's uh, abnormally large as a seven foot four guy to begin with. Yeah. But he's also extremely skilled. And so he had 30 points against Penn State in their first meeting, uh, just had 38 the other night. Like, this is just a guy who is going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. He's probably going to be the National Player of the Year. Uh, that that is a massive, massive monster to try to slay, but one that I think, depending on Penn State's attitude going into this, and I think it's if if what Funk said is what they're able to carry through, it's the it's the right attitude, and it's the attitude that will unlock success for them, which is hey. T- take your shot, right? Yeah. Swing, swing the bat, try to hit the home run. It's uh, a strikeout does not end the game. And so if you, if you're going to step up into the batter's box, take your swing uh, and, and try to get again, all of these higher statistical, right? Anomalies of they've never beaten a number one team in program history. Okay, that that's fine on its face. You, you try to do that, but also within the goals of what this Penn State season is. Hey, if you beat Purdue, <laughs> all of a sudden you've basically bought yourself two wins, right? Yeah. Uh, it, this, this is a two for one when it comes to net and when it comes to Kempom and all, all of those different things. When it's tournament time, go beat Purdue, and your life is so much easier. There's so much less stress yeah. on finishing out the season in the most positive way possible. And the way that Micah Shrewsbury talked about Zach Eady, uh, you know, you kind of you gave you gave the characterization of it, but literally the words he said, we're gonna we're gonna play him now. The way he describes him is different, right? We're just gonna play as hard as we can. We're gonna try and make it as tough as we can. And he's a player here in the country, man. He, he's having a fantastic season. Um, you can't let him. Like, take your spirit. That's the biggest thing. You got to fight every time down the court. Like, it's easy when he's scoring, scoring, scoring. Like, to just get your head down. It's like, oh, man, another possession. But you got to fight. 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 You got to compete. You got to come back. You got to fight. You got to do it again. Because um, as soon as he takes your spirit, like, that's when he gets 40. Um, which he was really close to doing yesterday. And against us. <laughs> I love how he he characterizes it like a like a Mortal Kombat finishing move. He <laughs> takes your spirit, just sucks your soul out of your body, and then he gets the fatality. Yeah, you can't you can't get dejected by it. And something that Seth Lundy said that I think is extremely appropriate if you're Penn State is oh okay, Edie presents his own problems, okay? He's getting two points every trip down the floor. Mm-hmm. This is a Penn State team that ripped off 18 points in three minutes the other day. Yeah, but Like Penn State getting hot from deep is its own brand and own unique challenge. And so just as much as Penn State is spending time trying to figure out how to prepare for Zach Eady, 
Purdue's doing the same thing to figure out, okay, what's the poison that we're willing to live with? Yeah. Is it Jalen Pickett getting his points close to the basket? Is it him kicking the shooters? There are all kinds of balances and trades that have to be made, but only if Penn State makes those shots on the backside right. of those plays. It doesn't matter if Penn State is missing. Yeah, it just, it well, just we saw it. We we saw it in, in the first game of the Palestra when they were hitting shots. They were with this team. They can they can play with this team. But I think yep. the the moral from the last game outside of everything else we talked about was Zach Eady, okay, whatever. I don't know what to do about that. Sort of is the is the is kind of the vibe. Yeah. Nobody else can go off. Like Correct. nobody else can have a good game. So playing good defense and, and Micah Shrewsbury, one of the things that he said yesterday was we didn't play good at all in that game against Purdue. And it wasn't just about play in the post. It was everywhere. Yeah. So um, how do you see this one playing out? Can they be competitive with it? Do you think they will be competitive with this team late in the second half? Oh, uh, no. Mm. No, I just... <laughs> uh, here's the thing is... Uh, you know, these guys have demonstrated an ability to play. Now, maybe Illinois is the reason why, like the way that Penn State played at Illinois. They made shots. They shot 50% from the floor. They shot 50% for the game from three. And they really kind of blew the doors off of Illinois in that December matchup. Mm-hmm. It's in this team. It is it is a possibility. It is something that they're capable of doing. Uh, I think that even with that type of performance, Purdue is still going to be a monster to try to defend and to try to keep off the the scoreboard themselves. So, okay, maybe Penn State shoots the lights out of the ball and they are competitive. That's what they're going for, right? Is to get into a three to five point game in the last four minutes. If they can do that, then we'll see. But I I just think given the nature, it, it will demand a reversion or a, a different outcome in shooting from anything that they've done this year, calendar year, right? So over the last four weeks, they are going to have to do something different from what they've done previously to have that success. And uh, until that happens, I can't sit here and, and say, oh yeah, I, this is the one. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not until they do it. We'll uh, we'll let Andrew Funk, who's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters this year, <laughs> let him have the final word on whether or not they're going to go into that game and, and win it. In my mind, that's exactly how you approach it. No one expects us to win. We're playing with house money, whatever it may be. Um, you know, with the guys that we have, you know, with Sesson next to me and everyone in our locker room, uh, we're, we're not going to go into a game expecting not to win. Uh, you know, we're, that's not, you know, we're, we're playing the number one team on the road. It's going to be a really tough game, really tough environment. We're going to have to play really, really well. But at the same time, we, we love the guys in our locker room. We love what we're going into it with. We love uh, the coaching staff that we have. Um, so we, we need to acknowledge that we need to play really, really well. They're a really good team, well coached and, and whatnot, and it's hard to win there. Um, but at the same time, we need to keep that same confidence in ourselves, the same confidence that we played with yesterday and bring that momentum uh, going forward. I made the joke earlier this year, have you ever seen him smile? I did not expect, based on his body language, for him to talk that fast. Like He is just such a fascinating individual. I'm enjoying uh, getting to know Andrew Funk from a distance this year. He's great. He's yeah. great. And I mean, even when he, when he first committed to Penn state, he, he, he demonstrates all of the things that you want to bring in, in, in 
a, a graduate transfer, right? He's a guy who was the guy at Bucknell and you're able to parlay that into a less pressured situation at Penn state, but one where, where he can still bring all of the attributes of a team captain into the program. Like that's, it's just a, it's just a total win for both sides. It's been a very, very good marriage. And uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, 630 on BTN. As always, bluewhiteillustrated.com to follow along with Nate for the in-game thread. You can talk with him on the Lion's Den message forum. Sign up for just $29.99 to get access for football, basketball, wrestling, and more all until next football season. So a great deal, $29.99 for all of that time for you to subscribe. Uh, like everything, post everything. Everyone wants you to be all in on all of their stuff, and we're no different. So thank you to all the people that have bought into Blue White Illustrated. We'll be bringing you more content. Of course, the live show coming up tonight at 7 p.m. If you're watching this before then, tune in at 7. We're going to be talking about and previewing National Signing Day, which is tomorrow. Does Penn State get one more commit in the class of 2023? We will find out then, unless you're watching this on Wednesday, and then you already know. So uh, leave uh, your comments in the comments, and we'll talk to you then. Uh, we'll be back with a live show coming up at uh, 7. We'll talk to you then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.